Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for the host with no filter and the millennial who keeps him in check. Get ready for the stories that matter to you. It's Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Thanks for joining Happy me. Friday. Pushing the Limits. Uh, we're pushing the Jamie D. I'm Brian Shapiro, and we're uh, broadcasting live from the KSHP studios. Are we? We are. (laughs) We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Um, Got a lot of uh, interesting stories to discuss today, including a uh, gambling story involving uh, multiple NFL players that are in a little bit of trouble. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. Also, a uh, big win last night for the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll talk a little bit about that. They tie the series 1-1. Guy David's going to be joining us in hour number two. And we are expected to be joined in hour by two by uh, a living legend, uh, arguably the most successful promoter in the sport of boxing, Don King. The King! He's going to be joining us in hour number two. We got a big fight uh, this weekend at T-Mobile Arena. Yes, that's us too. Uh, no, it's not me. Are we boxing each other? Uh, this is one fight. No, I don't want to get in the ring with any of these guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, big fight, and uh, Don King's promoting a new Adrian Broner fight as well. So we'll be talking to him about that. Maybe we'll talk a little Mike Tyson. I don't know. <laughs> with no, wa- you did it. With Wobbin. Uh, maybe uh, Mike's going to kick my ass. I love Mike Tyson. I've interviewed he's him dope. a bunch of times. I actually think he's awesome. I made, uh, I know we're not talking about him, but I made Floyd Mayweather fall on the ground before. So <laughs> you did well. Not many have been able to do that. So that I, can, I congratulate you on that. <laughs> you know, anybody who um, has been listening to me on the radio for a number of years. Gosh, I've been doing this for a long time. I feel uh, two decades. Uh, anybody who knows me well knows that I'm I'm pretty much the same person on the air as I am off the air. And um, I guess that could be a good thing or a bad thing. But I also, you know, I always talk about my personal life, whether it be my my dating life or. Uh, whatever the case may be, getting into it with a member of the media here in Vegas. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't hold things back, and and I'm uh, I'm an open book. My my life is an open book, and uh, I know Jamie's gonna in a few minutes here is gonna talk a little bit about what my he's <laughs> what he's been having to go through with his living situation in Vegas, which is horrible and comical at the same time. Uh, we'll we'll get into that, but you know, yesterday was a good day. I thought we had a good show yesterday, and I went over to. Uh, my favorite gaming bar in town, of course, Jackson's Bar and Grill. I ha- had some nice lunch there. We took Mo over there and had a good time. And uh, just another day, right? And then I'm, uh, I'm driving back and I'm thinking about the show the next day. And and as I get back to my uh, home, I see three or four police cars uh, outside my gate to my home. And to give people a little bit of context before I get into what took place... Um, I was on a date a few years ago, and I was talking about being in the hospital with COVID. And, you know, I'm pretty loud and boisterous, but I was talking to my dad about what I had to go through. And then this guy comes up to me with his friend, friend's mother, and he says, I just want you to know I heard your story. Uh, I'm an infectious disease doctor in Las Vegas, and I had COVID too, and I almost died. And we had a great conversation with him, his partner, his partner's mom, and, and it just turned into a great friendship. And he came on my radio show a few times, and they had bought a... um it's a beautiful million dollar home and they have a guest house in back and that's where I live. So I've lived with, with them for, for uh, the last year and they are just wonderful people. I can't, some of the kindest people I've ever met, not just in Las Vegas, but in my entire life, they've been great friends to me. They went to my birthday party. 
the other day. So anyway, I just wanted to give some context. That's where I live. It's in North Vegas. It's a beautiful home. So anyway, there's a gate there and I'm, I'm, I'm driving home and I see four police cars outside my home in a fire truck. And, and obviously my heart drops to the floor because the first thing I'm thinking of, oh my God, this isn't good. This is never good when the cops are at your house, right? And I have no idea what's going on. And this was maybe, I'm going to guess maybe three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. Yeah. So I open up the gate and I go in and then I see two officers walking out of the main house and they approach me and they're like, do you live here? And I said, yeah. I said, what's going on? And they, they're asking me some questions about my name and, and, and all that. And, and, and I'm like, officers, can you please tell me what happened? And says the owner of the house is deceased. Mm. And I just, um, drop everything in my hands and I'm, and, and I found out who it was. And it's, it, it, I'm not numb to, to pain and grief, but it's almost like I am after losing my sister three months ago. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. And, um, so the person that passed away, his name is Emil and he, um, he's one of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. And, um, he was at my birthday party the other day. He's 44 years old. Mm. And unfortunately, he struggled with depression. I'm not going to say drug abuse, but depression. And he has, uh, I don't know what you'd call multi-personality disorder. Um, but yet this is someone who is a brilliant, educated man. Who's a engineer, a fix it all type guy. And just a wonderful person. And like I said, I just saw him the other day at, at my birthday party and I didn't see anything that was different about him, but it appears, you know, as though, and the investigation, it's weird when you live in a place and you see a police investigation and yellow tape around where you live. That's, mm -hmm. I, I've never had experienced that in my entire life. Um, but it appears as though he took his own life. Mm -hmm. It appears as though because they're still not sure. But, um, the first thing that enters my mind before talking about his friends and his family is we don't do enough in this country. And I talk about it all the time. We don't do enough in this country to deal with people who have substance abuse issues, people mm -hmm. who have mental illness, people who suffer from depression. And I've had so many conversations with him about this. And this country failed him and this country fails Thousands and thousands of people every day that suffer with mental illness, well, millions of people really, but that suffer from mental illness and depression. And um, yeah, I just needed to get out of there. I needed to get out of there yesterday. Um, you know, I, I've never experienced anything like that before. I mean, my sister did just pass away several months ago, but I wasn't there in Connecticut when it all went down. And, and I, for those of you who have never, and I hope you never have experienced what I experienced yesterday. It's a very long process, right? The police show up. There's an investigation after the ambulance shows up and there's nothing they can do. The fire trucks leave, the ambulance leave, but the body stays there without getting too much into detail. And the police conduct their investigation. And then you have all sorts of, when there's a death, there's a long investigation. They don't take the body away right away. Then the coroner shows up and they were telling me, because I know this because I was a reporter for 10 years and I know the process and it's a very long process mm -hmm. and you know, it should be because they want to get things right and they want to make sure that there wasn't any forced entry into the home. They want to make sure that, um, th they want to make sure what, what they think happened, happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, it's like four 30 man. And I'm, I'm making phone calls to his friends, to his partner, to his mom, 
trying to comfort them best I can. Um, and then I said to myself, I can't just stay here today. I can't be here, you know? Um, and it's the only reason why I decided really to go to the hockey game last night is not really, it's not, I'm not going to get my mind off it, but just as an escape and not to be at that house during that time. I don't want to see that, you know, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. Um, so my, my, uh, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to Emil Koppen and his, his family and his friends who are, he was a uh, wonderful person mm-hmm. and somebody that was um, very uh, kind to me, always helped me with everything. It could have been like, hey, I'm having issues with my cable. I'm having issues with my internet. Or he was the guy who gave me a ride to the airport and picked me up after my sister passed away and comforted me. Mm-hmm. Um, life, is, life is pretty uh, precious. And, you know, I just had my birthday party. I know, Jamie, you were there. And, yeah. and, and, and he, he showed up and brought some alcohol for me. And, and, uh, we had some drinks together. And, and, um, little did I know that that would be the last time that I would see him. Um, so it's, uh, it's very sad. Um, but, uh, you know, I, if, it, if it's something that I'll try to do, and I was talking to some of his family yesterday that I would mm-hmm. like to do and continue to do, and his name is talk about, you know, mental illness and, and people who are struggling and, and people that need help and that we don't do enough in this country to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's really what's, what's really the horrible, sad part in all this is that there are so many people like Emil that are struggling every day. You know, I think about a guy like, cause I just heard on the radio, somebody brought up Robin Williams and, you know, Robin Williams suffered from the demons. You know, he suffered every day and, you know, he said goodnight to his wife. He went in the bathroom and killed himself. And, and I can't imagine how much pain. You must be in to be leaving your loved ones, your family, uh, that you're in so much, your brain, you, you have chemical imbalances in your brain and your brain isn't working right. And people say, man, it's so selfish. How could you just take your own life? What I say to them, and I understand why people think that way, but what I say to them is you have no idea. We have no idea the pain that that person is going through inside every day, the struggles and the hell that they are going through where they have to make that uh situation i remember chester bennington uh, the former lead singer of lincoln park beautiful wife beautiful kids took his own life he hung himself and people were angry and they were like how could he do that how could he leave his kids behind well here's a guy that's been in pain his whole life he was molested as a child he was open and talking about it but he struggled his whole life and people that take their own lives you know at that moment they're they're just not thinking about their family and friends as much as they just don't they can't live anymore they can't deal with the pain and yeah. so I am not one to 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 judge and say oh my god what a terrible thing to take your own life why would you do something like that? when I have no idea what it's like to be like that to suffer from that kind of depression and that kind of mental illness I have no idea mm-hmm. and people take their own life every single day and all I can say is if you think somebody is depressed, if you know somebody is mentally ill, then do whatever you can to help them. Mm-hmm. And and these drugs are not working, man. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. These drugs, these prescription drugs and these doctors that overprescribe drugs. This is where I actually agree with Tom Cruise on something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like like he's talked about this a lot and he's probably right. Exercise, friends. Now, there are some medications that help people. There's no question about that, but I do think that too many doctors overprescribe uh, drugs and medication instead of doing natural things that can help your body and help your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you know exercise, hanging out with friends, being there, have a good support system, talking to other people with similar issues that you have. I just don't think we do enough of that in this country at all. And, and yes, I do think drugs help people. I'm not going to say that antidepressants don't help people. Um, I remember 
Jamie, I was um, maybe 21 or 22 years old. Mm-hmm. I broke up with my first girlfriend of five years. First girlfriend, first mm. love, first everything. And yeah, we loved each other. And I found out that she cheated on me with a friend of mine. Mm. You know, and that was the end of it. That was the end of it, right? I broke up with her and that was the end of it. Um, but that was probably, you know, I was really young at that time and, and I was very, very down and upset. And maybe I think you could say depressed. They put me on an antidepressant. It's the only time in my life. And I'm not going to lie to you. It did help. But after several months, I was going through what any normal person would go through in a breakup. Heartbreak. And I was getting like heart palpitations Mm. and I tried to get off it. It was very hard to get off of the drug. I think Mm. it was called Paxil, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And I I said to myself, I'm never going to go on one of these again, you know, because I I was going through what any, any normal person would go through. I just don't think a lot of these drugs are very safe. I don't think a lot of these drugs are healthy for you. Mm. If it helps somebody, great. If there are benefits to it, great. Um, you know, I know marijuana, uh, doesn't, doesn't really kill anybody and, and it helps a lot of people get through life. And, and I don't have a problem with that, but I just think we need to, instead of pushing drugs, I think we need to push more healthy ways of doing things like, like being with your friends, man, exercising mm-hmm. and, and, um, so anyway, yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. I have to go back to a house where I just lost one of my good friends. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, um, I mean, I don't want to live there anymore. I, I know, I, I know that, um. The people that are in that house probably definitely don't want to live there anymore either. It's just, it's just a, it's, it's kind of like that, that horrible feeling, spooky, horrible feeling. And, you know, I was looking at, um, as I left today to come to the show, I'll close in this, uh, as I walked out the door and I'm, I'm, uh, I know that Emil bought me a birthday gift. He bought me, he knows I love soda water, right? So, um, he bought me one of those, um, soda streamers, mm-hmm. you know, that I put on my porch, um, and um so yeah every single time i have water he bought that for me so he knows how much i love soda water and it just you know just as i'm leaving it made me think of him because it was such a such a nice gift and a personal gift um so yeah that's that's kind of how my day went yesterday uh so it's been it's been a little rough uh for me sorry yeah and uh especially after you know the loss of my 37 year old sister it's just like i feel like i've had enough grief in the last four months to last a lifetime. Um, but, uh, I said I was going to do the show today. I'm here, uh, going to try to do my best today and going to try to go out with friends and, and, and have some fun this weekend. Um, um, going to dinner with some very close friends tonight. Um, going out maybe to do some sort of picnic or something tomorrow with, with a, a lady friend of mine. And then, um, on Sunday, um, actually on Sunday, uh, the comedian we had in studio, uh, Lindsay Glazer, she's, um, taking me to Penn and Teller. I haven't seen that show since I've been in Vegas in 20 years. So anyway, that's how my week, that's how my, uh, last 24 hours have gone. It's, it's been rough, but I'm trying to get through it. And I'm very fortunate that I have some wonderful friends and wonderful people, uh, in my life that, um, have always been there for me and continue to be there for me. So I'm very, um, very grateful, uh, to them. So. Yeah, I just wanted to to share that with everybody, as I always do. I share everything uh, in my personal life, could be good or bad. That's just what I do, and uh, that's um, that's what I've been going through the last twenty four hours. But here I am, Jamie. So here I am, and and uh, and, uh, yeah, I know you've been going through some 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 crazy stuff too. But uh, maybe we should take a break, 
And then when we come back, Jamie, I want to hear about, because uh, yeah. you've, you've been a good listener to me. Well, I, I want to hear about what you've had to go through. Yeah. You've had some very bad luck since you moved here to Vegas. Yeah. And it has something to do with the apartment complex that you moved into, yeah. right? So maybe we can uh, get into that when we come yeah. back. Well, before we go to break, Brian, I want to yep. say that I can, I'm can. i sure I can speak for all the staff here at the radio station that we care about you. you. We love you and we're I here for you. That. Thank you. Uh, Brian, I was definitely very worried for you yesterday because I didn't hear from you. Unfortunately, I had a lot of phone issues and dealing with this housing issue. I wasn't on my phone, so I'm sorry that I wasn't able to be there for you at that exact moment. But I'm here for you, Ryan, and I'm here to listen to you and be of a resource to you. And I also personally have love for you as well, Brian. And I'm wishing you the absolute luck and uh, peace and security in all of this because you deserve it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I'm a little different than, well, I'm probably a lot different than a lot of people. But, um, you know, when I am not feeling great, and when I'm upset about anything, could be the loss of somebody or anything. Um, I'm the kind of person that wants to be around people. You know, I'm not the, you know, some people when they get down, they want to be alone. You know, yeah. they don't want to talk to me. I'm, it's weird. I'm like the opposite. I, Same. I need people. Maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's not weird, but I like to lean on friends and I like to go Same. out and I like to be around people. I hate and being I, alone. I'm the kind of person that uh, if you haven't already known, you've only known me for a couple months, but yeah. I'm, I don't keep things inside. I, yeah, trust me. I, 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 I express myself what I'm feeling. I'm, you know, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve and that's yeah. just the kind of person I've always been. And, and yeah, so this is no exception of it, you know, whether it's on the radio or whether it's, um, you know, uh, going out to dinner with people, it's just, this is what I do. You know, I live right. my life and that, that's it. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody. appreciate you. I appreciate everybody that, uh, sure. has been uh, calling me this morning. I've had uh, like a dozen people call me this morning. Uh, after they saw my uh, Facebook post and well, yeah. just just calling me, just say, "Hey, are you okay?" And we man, deserve that, to have that. That means a lot. Care. That that you no, know, that that uh, that that definitely means a lot to me. And I'm very glad I was able to at least spend a short period of time with Emil at my birthday party. I'm really right. glad I was able to, you know, because life happens. You don't always see your roommates, and you don't always, you know what I mean. You, there's a lot going on, and I'm I'm really glad that he was able to to come and, and spend some time with me for my birthday. That's that right. was very special. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna try to uh, get myself together here. We're gonna take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, I've been promising you that Jamie was going to share his story, a uh, different story, but um, it's a, it, it involves uh, Jamie and an apartment complex, and it is crazy. It's yeah. crazy. I obviously know it's a lot. It's ghetto. Of, that's what it it's is. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, Jamie's going to share his uh his story uh and uh we got uh, guy david coming up our number two by the way we are going to talk about this uh crazy nfl story there's a multiple nfl players that apparently were gambling on nfl football games not good we're going to talk about that we're going to give you an update uh on this uh shooting involving this 16 year old black kid and this 84 year old white guy there's now more people more family members coming out it's turning into a family uh banter back and forth now and it's crazy so we'll get into that a little bit later on the program and of course the legendary boxing promoter don king joining us in our number two we'll take a quick break we'll be back right after this you're listening to pushing the limits right here on kshp oh yeah hey everybody are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of brooklyn that true blue new york style pie Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super 
hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey, everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada Test Site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for Maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us. Whether you're a corporate executive, on a family vacation, or just passing through, St. George Inn & Suites will meet your specific needs. It's conveniently located near restaurants, shopping, and movie theaters. St. George Inn & Suites offers a variety of room types, two fabulous pools and jacuzzis, a fitness center, a free full hot buffet breakfast, and laundry facilities. To make your booking, call 435-673-6661 or book online at stgeorgeinnhotel.com. You need to stop in Southern Utah? Make that stop at St. George Inn & Suites. 
STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. The Farmer's Burger from Farmer Boys. Beef, bacon, cheese, hand-smashed avocado, and fresh veggies. Best burger champ. That's how we drop the mic. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. Farmer Boys' new always crispy fries stay crispier and tastier all the way home. If they make it home. Sharing is caring. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back to Pushing Limits Live on KSHP AM 1400. My name is Jamie D. He's Brian Shapiro and I'm so happy to have you guys back here on this Friday. Listen, we are live on all of our social media accounts. That's PTL Radio Show. P-T-L-R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W. Y'all, it's Friday. Get into the music. We're having a good time here today. I may be going through some horrible things, but it doesn't mean you have to. Hey, Brian, again, we send our condolences to you. Also, as you all know, I am live chatting with people on social media, such as YouTube at PTL Radio Show. What's up to Chris, Gaspin, and everybody else? They all are sending their condolences to you right now. And, yeah. Well, that's very nice. Uh, you know, I... Uh I have great friends that, you know, I, I hang out with and speak with uh, on a daily basis. And some of my good friends are Brian and his wife, Robin, who own Jackson's Barn Grill. I was over there yesterday. And my favorite gaming bar in town, I took Mo over there. And uh, he didn't, for once, he didn't have luck on machines. I always see this guy win. Like, I saw him hit a royal flush over there. But anyway, Jackson's Barn Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. They've got these hot seat Mondays where if you're just sitting there and playing with a player's card, which is free to get, by the way, you get free play up to $100, depending on what time it is. And then, of course, they have this Kino Multiplier Wednesdays. I know C-Win would love, loves that on Wednesdays, being the C-Win player. Three times points on Wednesdays in April. How cool is that, man? I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite um, gaming bars. Well, it is my favorite gaming bar in town, let's be honest. Jackson's Bar and Grill. Get over there and tell them I said I had some great chicken Alfredo over there yesterday. Oh my god, it was so good. Uh, Jackson's Bar and Grill. Check them out. All right, so we're going to get into some more stories in our number two, some national stories, but um, and some funny stories as well. I mean, there's a guy that had a complete freakout on a plane because a baby was crying. It's all on that video. was ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that story. It's pretty wild, Jamie. But you know, Jamie is from L.A. And he moved out here to, 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 to be my partner in crime here, mm-hmm. to be my co-host. And, um, you know, he, he found an apartment complex. And I guess I'll let him take the story over from there. But it hasn't gone so well for him. Why? Yeah. So as you all know, my name is Jamie D. And I am Brian Shapiro's new co-host for Pushing Limits Radio Show. A lot of you all have actually been reaching out to me on the comments, in the comments, saying, Hey, Jamie, we want to hear more about you and your story and what you're going through in your life. Well, here you go. I just moved here from Los Angeles, California for this job. If you all don't know who I am, I have been in the industry for eight years now, and I've been pushing to be a radio personality. Yes, I've done shows on TV as the main character on Netflix and so on and so forth. I've been on the radio before, and I've done a lot in the industry, so I'm not new to entertainment. However, I've always been pushing for a full-time radio position 
on air. And I finally got it here in Los Angeles. I mean, Las Vegas, excuse me. I just moved from Los Angeles. And <sighs> while Brian has been great, while Pushing the Limits radio show on KSHP has been great, I've been having to deal with a nightmare of an apartment complex. Well, not, actually, not an apartment complex, a condo. I'm leasing my condo through Triumph Property Management here in Las Vegas. And since day one, it's been an absolute S show. <laughs> Since day one, I moved in March 12th, and I've been putting in several different maintenance requests back to back to back saying, hey, there's a horrible odor in the air. I can't breathe. I literally feel sick. Hey, there's dirty water clogging the sinks. Hey, there's dirty water clogging the dishwasher. There's literally dirty water coming up through my floors. Do you know how disgusting it is to walk out of your room and walk in dirty water that's coming out from your floors? That It was insane. I've also had issues where my doorknob was falling off. And again, this is supposed to be a luxury two-bed, one-bath condo in Vegas. I was super excited to move into this uh, condo because this is my first luxury experience. And I was actually getting a pretty good deal on it, but it wasn't worth it. Um, And like I said, I've been putting in all these maintenance requests. Nobody's been coming out to check in on me. And it took this past weekend, Brian, this past weekend for them to bring somebody out. Let me tell you why. So I was abruptly awakened out of my sleep by some Asian man banging on my door, literally banging on my door, pulling at my doorknob. Open up, open up. Hello, hurry, hurry. And I'm like, whoa. Mind you, again, if you guys. Was it Mr. Miyagi? I don't know who this oh. Asian man was. <laughs> was it William Hung? <laughs> I don't know. I, listen, I never got the man's name. It was, okay. I'm going to call William Hung. <laughs> I got to make sure. <laughs> again, for those who know me, I've been in the entertainment industry for a while. I have two. I have one movie on Netflix as the co-star. I have a movie on YouTube. I have four TV shows as the main character on TV One, Oxygen, and the ID channel. And currently, I am a game show host for Live Play Bingo. So Live Play Bingo does have studios in the Los Angeles, but they're so cool and techni- technically technology technically advanced. Is that the word? Technology? Te- oh, I forgot the word at this point. But they're, they're, they're good at technology. So I'm able to do the show remote from my house, my condo in Vegas, which is awesome. And I was doing my remote show, and I'm not supposed to get off the air because I'm on air live. And I had to get off air because it sounds like somebody's trying to forcefully enter my condo. And so I go to the door, and I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, hey, are you the owner of this this condo? Do you live here? I'm like, yeah, I live here. What's up? He's like, well, you, you, you just made the downstairs neighbor's roof cave in. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, there's water everywhere and the roof's on the ground. I need you to come, 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 come. And I'm sitting here just like, well, first of all, dude, I'm at work. Second of all, what? And third of all, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to help this man? So I go, I tell him I'll come down there as soon as I'm done with my show. <laughs> so this angry Asian man starts knocking on yes. the door like. Not, not knocking. <laughs> pulling at my handle. Open up, open up. Like yeah. all that. Crazy. Well, if you were racist, you could shoot him uh, uh, in this I, country, I, right? I, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have shot him. Yeah. If you're racist. Yeah, and then all and all. I'm sorry, and then all the far right Republicans would defend you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I end up going down to see the downstairs neighbor's condo, and it was ridiculous. Like I, oh my and this gosh. was a. I'm sorry. If this was a, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get okay. there. So, so, so he's blaming you, and he's angry at you because there's water coming from the ceiling. Yes, because you're on the second level. Yes. Okay, I got. Yes, you. and now this condo, it is a two story condo with four different 
Um, and where is your, where are you located so you can give people an idea of where this is? Great question. I'm still new here. I believe somebody told me to say that I'm in the Spring Valley area. Okay, Spring so Valley. I believe area. I'm in Spring Valley. So not too far I, from here. Yeah, okay. I still have the yep. Google Maps everywhere I go. Again, I've been gotcha. here for four weeks. Okay, <laughs> understood. Yeah, and so I ended up checking it out. It was a horrible scene. I feel really bad for my downstairs neighbor, neighbor Stephen. Sorry to you, man. Um, and so I go back upstairs to try to figure out my situation, and now I'm starting to feel that my towel. It's bubbling up. Like, it feels like there's literally water underneath my tile. And wow. so, because of the situation, they, Triant Property Management, didn't send people, did send people out this past Monday. Oh, how, long did it, how long did it take them to bring people out there to take a look at what was going Again, on? Again, I moved in March 12th. This situation happened Monday, April 17th is when they brought people out. The situation with the downstairs neighbors so happened So, you've this past been weekend. living in this apartment with water everywhere, mm-hmm. which is obviously- And it's supposed to be a luxury condo. Which is obviously- Okay, so right then and there before you finish, let me just start by saying- that is against the law, what they are doing. Mm-hmm. That is their responsibility. Oh, it's going to get worse. Okay. That's their responsibility. If if the housing authority bylaws, if you're living in a situation that is not safe and livable, which mm-hmm. clearly yours wasn't, it is their responsibility to do one of two things. Either put you in another apartment that oh. they own. <laughs> you're or, skipping ahead of the story. <laughs> right. Or put you in a hotel. That is against the law. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to hate the rest of the story yeah. then. So before I move on into what happened to what happened this past week, I do want to shout out my friend Tracy Holloway. She did come in this past weekend and she was there to experience all these things. She lives in Dallas, Texas. She's a huge PR marketing and creative person out there in that industry. Check her out. She saw everything I was going through. I was literally sick, Brian. You know what I'm telling you? I didn't feel good. And I was even at your party saying, hey, I think I'll have really bad allergies. Come to find out that when the contractors came in this past, this week, they're like, hey, you need to leave. This is not a livable condo at all. This is actually pretty dangerous. We, we suspect that there is mold and asbestos growing in your condo. Oh, Jesus. Which makes so much sense because I've been feeling sick. Like sick, sick. And my friend Tracy Holloway, who came, she would even say, Hey, like when I go into your kitchen, I don't feel good. I don't know if there's fumes or something, but something's wrong. And I can see something's wrong with you. So I don't, we need to check this out. And once they pulled up the flooring, it got even worse. Um, if you guys check out my Instagram at it's Jamie D, that's I T S J A I M E D E E. I did post a video about what the situation currently looks like. So when this all happened this past Monday, when they started pulling up, when they came to evaluate the situation, started pulling up the tile, I started getting more sick, and the contractor's like, hey, you have to leave. I then called my lease, uh, the property management company, and I'm like, hey, there's a situation going on. You all have obviously not been updating me about the situation whatsoever, so I'm going to update you all. What can you all do? I'm new here. I don't have any friends in Vegas, and the little friends that I do have don't have availability to help me out because of their jobs that they have that has them flying everywhere and doing all these different things. I'm alone. Can you help me? Their only solution was for me to get a hotel and submit this issue and my receipts to my renter's insurance. So I'm like, uh, okay. So I reached out to my renter's insurance and they haven't even gotten back to me. They tried to get back to me yesterday, but then I wasn't able to answer their phone call. Tried to call them back again. They haven't been answering the phone again. So it's just been a huge situation trying to even get them on the phone. I report this to Triumph Property Management saying, hey, I can't get a hold of my renter's insurance. Can you guys help me? Again, I'm alone here. And so... They're like, no, we, there's nothing we can do. All we can Where do- are you sleeping? You're sleeping in I'm a- still here. I'm still in the building. So in your- I have nowhere to go. Is there water in your bedroom? No, no. Okay. The, the best thing is they came at a time where it didn't reach that. So it only stayed in the kitchen. Now, 
And you think there's mold and... So I don't think that the contractor said this out of their mouth. I even have this right. on video. Right. I have on several videos where they're saying, you shouldn't be here. You have to leave. It sucks that they're not moving you anywhere. So I have all the stuff on video, which is great. I try to document things so they can't say that, so they can't lie. That's smart. Right. Now, you, got, you, got, you definitely have a case. Right. Now, listen, if somebody wants to take this case on, please help me out because a brother I know struggling. Some, I know some attorneys that could definitely help. That'd be great. Yeah. Now, the situation that keeps arising is that I'm telling them like, hey, please help me out. Like, I don't know what to do and i was like you know what wait can you just move me into a different condo or a different apartment you guys are a property management company i'm sure you have yeah other listings they're like oh we can do that i'm sitting here just like oh why did i have to ask you to help me out why was that not already an option in your head and so and i appreciate you guys for giving me grace to articulate this story because I'm, I'm pretty irritated so it's kind of hard for me to get my words together but uh, so they started sending me different listings, and I'm currently paying. I'm, I, I'll just tell y'all, I'm currently paying one thousand one hundred for my two bed, one bath. The great thing about Vegas is that there are some affordable uh, apartments and condos here. Yeah. yeah, and so my thing is obviously I want to continue to pay that. I right. came out here for a reason to pay that for a reason. Right. Yeah, I'm on the radio, but guys, I'm not rich yet, so I need to be able to budget correctly. Right. And again, I just moved here from LA. If you lived in LA, you would know that it's super expensive. I was paying $2,000 for one bedroom and one bath, mm -hmm. and I also have to use that money to move out here that I had. So, of course, I don't have extra money to be just spending and putting out there to move right. somewhere else. I got you. Right. So, I'm asking them, like, hey, I see that there has all these different listings. I'm not really a fan of any of them, but I do have to leave. I don't like the location. I want to stay where I'm at. But you know what? Beggars can't be choosers. I still want to be comfortable and still want to be happy. So I'm going to pick something and still compromise with you all because this is your fault, but I don't want to make a huge issue as long as you're trying to help me. Now, there was this one condo that was $1,350. Again, I pay $1,100. And I was like, hey, this is a cool condo. It's not really where I want it to be. I'm open to taking it, but can you guys price match it? They're like, no. I'm like, you guys can't price match. Can you guys give me a discount? Can you guys give me a concession, a certificate, something? And they're like, yeah, no, we work with independent owners and we're just their property management company. So we have to ask them if they want to, if they want to lower the rent. And I'm sitting here just like, you're telling me that I'm being forced to move out and you're not even going to try to help me. You're, you're really telling me that you, you can't eat 250 a month. You, you can't help me out at all with 250 a month. I, I, I got to tell you something. Okay. Because I know you're you're a really nice guy, mm -hmm. but in this situation, you can't be a nice guy. Oh, trust me, I, I, trust me. I, I gave it to him. It's gonna get worse. So they're like, we can't help you out with that. At this point, we're gonna have to send you some other to some other places. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna start looking online to figure out somewhere else to go. I don't care. I'm gonna just get out of this lease. Now, a lot of people online are like, well, you need to just get your money back and find somewhere else to live. I need everybody to realize that this is the situation I'm currently in. When I first moved here, things were pretty cheap because it was at a random time for people to just be moving here. Mm -hmm. Now I'm being forced back into a housing market where all the rent prices are heightened because now it is of high demand for people to find apartments. Apartments are in high demand right now. This is the time right. where everybody's lease is about to end or is getting ready to end. So people are looking for apartments. So things that were 1100 are now 1400 1500 And it's like, that is now out of my budget. This absolutely freaking sucks. So... It's hard. Now, I was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to just tell them who I am. I'm going to tell them who I am. I'm going to tell them who I do. 
what I do. Let's see if that actually puts a fire under under their butt. So I let them know, hey, I'm a radio personality for this company. It's a major company, you know, because KSHP is so great and so big. I love them. And also, they were connected to a bunch of other news stations out here. And I'm going to get this story out there if you guys don't help me out. Now, all of a sudden, they want to be like, oh, well, we can give your money back. You can break the lease at no charge. And you can be fine. You can just go out there and just find another place to live. And it's like, it's not that easy. So then I reached out to them again today. I'm like, hey, is there anything you can do? Can you help me, you know, get some movers? Can you help us make it Make, can you make this an easier transition for me? Is there anything you could do? They say, no, the only thing we could do for you right now is just give you your money back. That's it. Well, that's, that's not acceptable. And, and it's not acceptable no. at all because if you looked at my, look at, if you looked at it, cause I know you probably already saw it, but if you look at my social media account for those who are just now tuning in, you will see that it's literally an active construction zone. There is wood everywhere. There's possible mold that's now exposed. There's water that hasn't even dried up on the board yet. It's crazy. And there's dust everywhere. There's huge, loud fans. It's a complete disaster. It's horrific. The treatment that Triumph Property Management is giving me is absolutely unfair. And it's hard, man. I feel alone. I, yeah, feel, I think we should call them right now. I mean, we should. Live Look, on the air. I'm, I'm with it. Like, Brian, I, I, know, I know you're here for me, but dude, I feel alone. I feel like I have nobody to call. You know, you have your own stuff going on. My other friends that I know who aren't really close to me like that, they have stuff going on. Yeah. So it, it's just hard to deal with the situation because all of my family is in Chicago. And yes, while they do reach out to me, there's not so much they can truly do. I, and, feel, I feel like I, what are the laws? Are you allowed to like call somebody and, and if they're unknowing that they're on the air, there are probably laws you probably can't do that. I don't know. I what? think they have to know that they're on. Oh, no, I told them. I told them. No, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, no we're talking about call call, if you right. call oh, them now. So, Jamie, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you're going through this. No, I wanna, but, I, I, but before, before you get into yeah. that, I also want to say this. It, it, just so this could hit home for a lot of people. Yep. As you all know who actually know me, and for those who are just now getting to know me, I have been trying to be in this position for eight years, Brian. I have been pushing so hard to finally get a position where I can be myself, I can talk on the radio, and I can truly make an impact in the industry. My dream job since I was a child has been to be a radio personality. Mm -hmm. And again, as I've been an adult these past eight years out of undergrad, I've been truly pushing for this. It's been a very, very hard road to get to just this chair right now with you. Mm -hmm. And for me to go on a whim, whim and be here and spend all that money and just truly push myself to you know do what i need to do it sucks i even had to take off almost a week of work mm -hmm. because i'm dealing with this i can't even truly sit in my purpose well, and live out my dream because of this issue and it sucks yeah so so you, you're gonna need to contact an attorney um somehow contact the housing authority because they're gonna get fined also mm -hmm. they clearly have broken laws uh clearly they they knew the seriousness of the issues because the people that went in there mm -hmm. uh told you that you you can't be in there because it was serious mm -hmm. so that's um also, I want to give you you a quick story now. And even though there are, in a way, different circumstances, it's also the same mm -hmm. uh, in this aspect. So, Jamie, uh, this was about 11 or 12 years ago. I was a reporter for CBS. And, um, and the reporter, uh, I was a reporter, and I was mm -hmm. uh, dating a girl at the time. It was somewhere around UNLV. It was at an mm -hmm. apartment complex. And at that time, uh, I go into the apartment complex and you're allowed to park as long as it's not a, not a reserved parking spot. You're mm -hmm. allowed, if you're a guest, which yeah. I was, the girl I was dating lived in the apartment complex. Okay. You're allowed to park there. No signs that said I couldn't park there. Mm -hmm. Uh, as long as you were a guest, you were allowed to park there. So I parked right. there, uh, had dinner at her place. A couple hours later, I come to my car and, uh, my car's gone. Mm -hmm. And I go to the office and they tell me, Oh yeah, the tow truck took it. I said, why? What? Yeah. 
I said, oh, well, you, you know, your unidentified car. I said, what do you mean unidentified car? There's a, there's a sign right there that says if you're a guest, you can park there. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to have to take it up with the tow company. Oh, oh really? No. Oh, really? Um, so I'm very angry. I Uber home. I get my microphone. Mm. My Not news, your microphone. My news <laughs> microphone. My business cards. Were you a reporter at this time? Yeah. Oh, my wow. business cards. I go to the tow truck company. I say, I want to speak to the manager. I want to speak to the manager. Luckily, it was mm. during hours where the manager was there. He immediately sees my microphone. Mm. He says he's not interested in doing an interview. Give the man his keys. <laughs> so, uh. so that was really easy. That saved me like three or 400 bucks. Then I go back to the apartment complex. Mm. And uh, I say, well, they gave me my car back. What are you guys going to do for me now? Right. And then they gave me the number to corporate. Mm-hmm. And then I got a number. I got a uh, phone call from corporate that right. uh, an apology. We're so sorry. What can we do for you? Blah, 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 blah. I said, well, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. I already got my car back. It was an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about how about make sure that this doesn't happen again and take those stupid signs down? And they right. actually did. Oh, wow. Um, so that made me feel pretty good that maybe somebody okay. else isn't going to have to go yeah. through what I went through. It didn't cost me anything. It was just very annoying. And And that's where I'm at, too. When I posted this video on social media, I... Had a little bit of anxiety because I'm like, wow, I, I'm a very open person, but I have to truly open myself up for the world to see the situations that I'm dealing with. And the video is going viral on social media, which is awesome because my thought process behind this is not only do I want to help myself out, but I'm hoping that this situation gives other people the courage to step up for themselves. Because sure. when you feel like you're by yourself and you have a whole company against you, you feel yeah. like you can't do anything. And it's also a lot because... Everyone's like, here's all these things you need to be doing. I'm like, I'm one person. Remember, everybody, I still have work. Like I said earlier, I still have to make sure that my mental stability is subpar because it's very, oh, excuse me, it's very low right now. When I tell you I've been breaking down every day because what people aren't realizing is that it takes days, and I mean full days, for you to even try to find an apartment or a condo or a house to live in. Here's what I think. It's hard. Here's what I think we should do. I think William Hung should move into this. Who uh, is William Hung? You guys keep saying How does he not know who William Hung is? I don't know a lot of people's names, Um, to be honest. Hold on. Do you you really want to know who he is? Who is this man? (laughs) She bangs, she bangs. Oh, Oh, baby, when she moves, she moves. (laughs) I go crazy because she loves like it flop, but she's still like it pee. Now every girl in history. (laughs) That was William Hung. Okay, singing, so, singing on the show. I okay, think you so should that sing is. that song 24-7 nonstop in the apartment. That'll, that'll be great. Yeah. That'll be great. And That's also, <laughs> the, the biggest thing about this whole situation that I really hope happens is that people they, they, they become better as a company. Because what if this was your mom? What if this is your brother? What if this is your kid? Would you treat them this way? No. And yes, they're saying, well, you need to get out of this apartment. Or, I'm sorry, you need to get out of this condo because I have to make sure that people know it's a condo or not an apartment. I guess there's a huge difference. The situation is that you're not truly trying to help me. And again, if you follow my social media accounts at it's Jamie D, that's I-T-S-J-A-I-M-E-D-E-E, you can see the video and it's it's pretty horrific. So uh, yeah, in closing, uh, you definitely need to hire an attorney. Oh, and also, and they, they need to pay for uh, what they did to you. Before you before you go move on, though, I also want to say for those who are saying reach out to the housing authority, I don't know if anybody knows anybody in the housing authority, but I called several different numbers and either the line was busy or it didn't go through at all or just kept ringing. So that's been another issue. So I haven't heard back from the housing authority. I have yet to hear back, hear back from the renters insurance. Now they're trying to give my money back at Triumph Property Management, which is okay. That's great. Yeah. But now I have to deal with this whole situation you know, again amazing. by myself. We, got, we have some celebrities that are on the line that want to uh, give you some advice. Of course, we uh, the Vegas, speaking of Vegas Golden mm-hmm. Knights, um, 
Former Vegas Golden Knights coach Pete DeBoer is on the line. Pete, do you have any advice for um, mm, up, Jamie Pete? D? What do you think? Uh, Pete's a, uh, you know been around a long time. Pete, what do you think about this whole situation? Yeah, I don't know. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Why? Well, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Thanks so much, Pete. Pete, I'm really glad that Cassidy is now the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights because you're not very helpful. And by the way, by the way, for the record, Pete DeBoer wasn't very helpful with their power play either. I just wanted to be very clear on that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, welcome to. A, I don't know. Welcome to a Pete DeBoer press conference. Boy, am I glad Cassidy is the head coach. Oh boy, hearing that, we haven't played that in a long time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. William Hung that was much much more enjoyable to listen to than Pete DeBoer. But anyway, <laughs> as we go out this segment, uh, Jamie, I do hope that uh, uh, you get this taken care of. And yeah. You have any new places on the on the front that you're looking at? Or? No. Again, I want to remind people: it's really hard to get back in the housing market right now to look for stuff because people either don't have anything available for ASAP move. And remember, this is an emergency move, so I have to move now. People, and I get it, beggars can't be choosers, but again, I still want to be comfortable and I still want to be happy. I don't want to get yeah. back in this situation. People may not have the price that I'm looking for and it's out of my budget because again, rent is now heightened because of it's yeah. in high demand apartments and they're just not answering the phone. It's hard. And again, maybe you could just to, maybe you could just do what a lot of degenerate gamblers do in this town. You could just live at a casino hotel room. I don't know. On top of that, too, I don't know if people realize. I don't know if this is a thing for You're Vegas. Telling me you wouldn't want to live at the Four Queens Casino. Mm-hmm. Really? People, people probably not. I don't know if this is a culture thing here, but I will call an apartment complex. They won't answer, and they're supposed to close at five, and they stop doing showings at like four. Like. I'm at work right now. What the heck? So it's, it's just really hard. I'm trying to stay positive and I'm keeping prayed up and I'm just doing my best to keep my mental stability good because this is a hard situation to be in. Yeah. By the way, why are our phone calls actually ringing into the know. show? That was really weird. I don't think that's ever happened. Is somebody calling to help me yeah. out? When you call into a, a radio station and you're in the Does studio, somebody want to save the me? Phone, the phone shouldn't actually ring. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, every. It's something new every day. I don't know something new going on. Anyway, I, I uh, hope that hey, hope you're able to KSHB. hope you're able to uh, get things figured out, Jamie. We're, let's take both. a break. Let's take a break, and when we come back. Uh, Guy David is going to be joining us. It's the land, the land Down Under segment with Guy David. He was actually at my birthday party the other day, so we'll definitely talk to him about that. Mm. And uh, there's an uh, interesting story out of Detroit. Uh, and uh, apparently some Detroit Lions players have been betting on NFL football games. We're going to talk a little bit about that and, mm-hmm. uh, of course, some of the bigger stories of the week with Guy David and then uh, expected in hour number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arguably the most uh, successful... Certainly the most outspoken uh, boxing promoter of all time, Don King, going to be joining us in hour number two. Uh, we're going to make sure our, the studio here isn't flooded. If not, we'll definitely call your Brian, too soon. apartment complex too for, soon. for help. <laughs> all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing Limits right here on KSHP. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? 
that true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Jumpers Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumpers Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702 702- 463 Jump. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumper's Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with the bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. The best choice for convenience, comfort, and value, My Place Hotels are ideal for both short-term and long-term travelers. The rooms at My Place features pillow top mattresses, microfiber bedding, and a variety of soft and firm pillows. All extended stay rooms offer their own kitchen, which includes a full-size refrigerator and a cooktop. On-site laundry facilities are also available for extended stays at pet-friendly My Place Hotels. Book your stays online at myplacehotels.com, My Place Hotels, St. George, and West Jordan, Utah. Make My Place your place. 
Shopping is always easy with the Radio Shopping Show. Whether it's shopping during any one of our live shows right here on AM 1400 or listening live on the KSHP app, you can always call in at 702-221-7283 to pick up great deals with your favorite host. Or shop 24-7 at KSHP.com. Go to KSHP.com and select Shopper's Guide to browse hundreds of businesses featured on the show. Place your order online and we'll have it shipped right to your front door. With so many possibilities, it's hard not to shop. The Klondike Casino is a friendly local spot that features their signature restaurant, the Klondike Grill, serving up fresh food fast. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner just off the 95 Freeway on Sunset Road in Henderson. You will find the Klondike Casino, featuring all your favorite games from the Strip in the comfort of a neighborhood casino. You can place a bet at their full-service sports book, or start your day with a breakfast plate that comes with your choice of potato and toast. Or check us out for lunch or dinner and try one of our many sandwiches, like the popular beer-battered fish sandwich or the Philly cheesesteak. Check out the full menu at Klondike's sunset.com is your dog suffering from a sensitive stomach hi it's kelly the cookie lady from mooch's munchies our dogs had super sensitive tummies and i needed to find a low-fat treat that wouldn't give them gas or other issues most of the treats on the market were loaded with fillers chemicals and chicken fat many of them weren't even food well i knew i could do better so i developed mooch's munchies and i'm happy to be able to share them with you Stop by our store or our website, moochesmunchies.com, and find out why we say that Mooch's Munchies are totally possum. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Push Limits Live on KSHP. My name is Jamie D. That's Brian Shapiro. We have Guy David in the studio today. I know you all just heard my horrible, horrible housing story and the unfortunate situation that's happening to Brian that happened to Brian's friend. Condolences and may he rest in peace. I want you all to please follow us on all of our social media accounts. That's PTL Radio Show, PTL R A D I O S H O W. It's a pleasure to have you guys here rocking out with us. But I want you all to see our behind the scenes. And just as a reminder, I am commenting with you all live on social media right now on YouTube. So come check me out. Yes, and we have, uh, as Jamie mentioned, Guy David in studio. Guy, thank you so much for being here. As always, it's the Land Down Under segment. We got to get you some Australian music to start this segment. That's that's what that's the plan. That's what I would like to do. How's it going, my man? The obvious one is the I come from a land down under, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the flamingo shirt, by the way. Yeah, I'm doing my best. I like sort it. Of, I don't know. I've got bought a few of these. They're five dollars at Old Navy. You can't beat that, can you? <laughs> no, you can't. I'm not cheap, but sometimes a deal is a deal. <laughs> I like the shirt. Um, I appreciate. It. I just want to say I listened to the show earlier, and you guys are full of great news. But I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted, yeah, yeah. I wanted to share my condolences, especially you. to you, Brian. And Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you spoke you. really well, and it is a terrible situation, and I listened to every word, and I've also been through suicide as well. I've lost a cousin and an aunt in mm. the last three years, and I'm I think you said that. something that was very, very should be said. When we associate suicide, we think... How selfish can that person be? Right. Do you know why? Because we're not mentally ill. And people, Correct. when I've seen, like, when I've sought help after this happened to me, they reiterated the fact that it is a disease. Mm-hmm. Their mind is not functioning like normal people. So right. they don't see what we see. So it is not a selfish act on their behalf. We just see it as that way because we are outside looking in and we have a stable mind. Exactly. And I talk to uh, recovering addicts about that. And, and I talk about, you know, my sister's p- passing away. And, you know, at first you feel anger and you're, you know, selfish. Uh, why would you do this to yourself? Exactly. And, then, and then when you learn from other people who have either suffered from depression 
or people who are addicts or maybe a doctor that specializes in this, they'll all tell you the same thing. What you just said, it is a disease, mental illness, whether it be addiction, whatever the case may be, there are chemical imbalances in your brain and they don't think like a normal person would think. Mm. So you can't think like that because you have to be put in their shoes and that's impossible. So that's what I try to, uh, I try to tell people. I'm glad you, know? you said that because your first reaction is to get very angry when it happens at that person. How yeah. could you do that to your family and loved right, ones right. and so many people that care about you? Yeah. So. And like when a celebrity takes their own life, right? Like I, I brought up Robin Williams. And how could he do that? What a talented man with a beautiful family and all the money in the world. I, I said, what do you mean how could he do that? Do you have any idea what he was going through? Do you have any idea of the struggles and the pain and the suffering in his mind and his body? No, you don't. You're just thinking of, well, I had all this money and, and this family, but so that must take away from any illness that I had, and it doesn't. And anyway, that's what I try to tell people, so I, I, I appreciate that. We have a lot to get to. Speaking of mentally ill people, what do you make of the story? I wanted to ask you about this, you know, this 84-year-old white guy, this demented individual who shoots this 16-year-old black kid twice, once in the head. Sicko. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because it's it, it shows goes to show me this story of how divided we are as a country. Where I'm not going to say half the country is is supporting this 84 year old, but there is a a portion of people on the far right that are defending him. That are and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that this was a 16 year old black kid. And then you have logical people that live in the real world that are saying, yeah, race was probably a factor here, and this 84 year old should go to jail for the rest of his life, no matter how long that is. It was racism. Yeah, it, it was. was pure racism. And I know I'm alleging here, but and we don't actually know what happened. But here's what we do know. A 16-year-old boy with aspirations in life. He wanted to go to Texas A&M University. Mm -hmm. He wanted to study engineering. He was a good kid, was going to pick up his younger brother from a friend's house. Mm -hmm. He got the wrong house. He rung the doorbell once. He didn't try and break in. He didn't do anything threatening. Mm -hmm. He didn't do anything criminal. And he got shot in the head. And then this 84-year-old man didn't even try and help him. If it wasn't for a neighbor... He would have died. Yeah. This can't be happening. So what I found myself saying, would this have happened, and this is a rhetorical question, if this 16-year-old was white? So I asked that question, Guy, right when the story came out, so we think alike. And uh, I say probably not. I nope. say that too. Yeah. Nope. Do we know? Yeah. Do we know that for sure? No. But uh, listen, we've had some of this 84-year-old's family members come out and say that he was a lunatic, he was a QAnoner, he was a racist, and then we have some other members of his family that are defending him. So I think somewhere in the middle is probably the truth. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it was racism or not. He broke the law. There's no yep. evidence that this 16-year-old was trying to break into a home. Zero. And, and the only defense that this 84-year-old had besides saying that he was scared was that of what? His skin color? Was, yeah, that's all he said. And, and nudging the door. Uh, if you nudge the door in any way, shape, or even bang on a door, that doesn't give you the right you to shoot, shoot and somebody. kill somebody. Right. And, Guy, I want to tell you about a situation that happened to me two days ago now at this point. So, as you know, I'm dealing with this huge ho housing situation that is now making me have to look for another place to stay. Um, I felt better about my life after hearing you two. So <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, I, I'm glad it helped you feel good about your life. Mine feels crappy, but I was... I was working with one of the leasing agents with the same company and they were sending me to a bunch of different places and everywhere I went, the leasing agent was always in the building. So he's like, Hey, just come straight in or the doors unlocked or the doors open. Right. So we left this last unit together to go to a different unit in a whole different area. I think it was downtown Las Vegas. And 
I thought that he got there before me because I was still on the phone at the last location, kind of talking to my friend about the whole situation. And so when I got there, it was an A, B, C, and D unit. I went to the D unit because I thought that's where I was supposed to go. And so all I did was grab the doorknob to open it. I grabbed it once, realized it was locked, and I took a step back. And I just stood there. I was like, okay, I'm going to call. Maybe he's in there. Maybe he's trying to like, get it together, whatever. As I'm pulling my phone out to call the leasing agent, these two younger, I was probably actually probably around my age, but these two black guys open the door and they're like, what are you doing? Why are you next to our door? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, hey, I'm looking to uh, look at one of these apartments. Is this the right apartment? He's like, no, no, you're at the wrong place. He's like, I'm going to shot you. And I was like, whoa, why was that the first thing you said? Like, it, it went straight to I'm going to shoot you. And I was like, Hold on, hold on. I'm really big, really good at de-escalation. So I'm like, whoa, what's the issue? Why would you shoot me? He's like, well, you're in Las Vegas, bro, and you shouldn't be just grabbing on people's door. And I was like, well, I want to repeat. I'm here looking for an apartment. I'm guessing it's next to yours. He's like, oh, wait, you're trying to go into B? I was like, yeah. He was like, well, that's downstairs. Well, well, I need you to watch out, bro. And I was like, you're doing a little too much. It's not that serious. Also, I'm from Chicago, so I'm not even scared of you. But at the end of the day, why would you shoot me, bro? So then after I said that, he started laughing, trying to make it all better. And I'm sitting there just like, why is that people's first thought to shoot somebody? I wasn't posing a threat. I wasn't trying to break into the dang apartment. On top of that, it was broad daylight. What would I have done to this man? We have completely lost regard in this country for the value of human life. We get one life, and everyone should be entitled to live it to the best of their ability. Mm -hmm. And that is not the case anymore. Nope. The fact that you experienced that, the fact there are some people defending this 84-year-old man mm -hmm. who nearly killed this 16-year-old innocent kid is unbelievable. And now we've just learned that there's uh, just been a sixth arrest in this Sweet 16 shooting, which oh, I'm wow. sure you heard about. I, I, again, every yeah. time I come in, every Friday, there is a new story, yeah. and it all relates to someone yeah, seriously injured or losing their lives yeah. from And let's not shooting. forget about the two cheerleaders. Uh, who were in the wrong driveway, and, and and then the shooting of the four women who uh, were in the driveway in the wrong home, and, and one it, woman was yep. killed there. I mean, it, it, you're and right. The, the little Caucasian girl yeah. got you know, shot for getting her ball out of the yard. It was horrible. You know, I'm an Australian citizen and American citizen, so I can relate to both countries. And when I visit Australia, if there is one murder, if there is one murder, one, it is headlines all over Australia. Oh, wow. Because it doesn't happen. Oh, wow. We value human life. Right. It doesn't even make headlines here because there's so many murders. And I know there's many more people in the United States, mm. so it isn't exactly apples to apples. Right. But still, we have lost complete regard for human life. And I think that people actually think these days they can just shoot someone and say self-defense, self-defense, self-defense. They don't understand what the stand-your-ground law is. They, they don't. That, remember remember yeah. when we, we had, uh, we had uh, I forgot, Rhonda in, and I was telling her, and she didn't believe me. I kept saying a lot of people, especially in these urban communities, have guns and don't even know the laws behind having these guns and probably are, have illegal guns. People are shooting people and think, oh, well, I, I had – a reason to shoot them. I was in danger. All I did was grab your doorknob. Oh. I didn't kick your door down. Do you remember you the story? Do you guys remember the story of the white man uh, in a car and the car next to him in a parking lot? I think it was four or five black teenagers, and he thought their music was too loud, and they ended up firing into the car, killing one of the teenagers. This was what? like six or seven years ago. One of the teenagers died. And his excuse was, oh, well, I thought they were raising a weapon. There were no weapons found in the car. What? And the only reason why he even approached them to begin with because he didn't like the rap music that they were playing. Now, he was convicted of murder. As he should um, And he is in jail right now. But uh, I think that a part of the problem, there's many problems mm -hmm. in why these situations keep happening. I wouldn't say it's one thing. But a part of the problem 
and we talk about this all the time, is the infatuation with guns in this country. You're exactly right, Brian. That's certainly exactly a big part right. of it. Because right? you have to realize guns also boost people's egos. They feel like they're big and bad. They feel like they're protected. And they believe that they could get whatever they want because they look like a threat. But Brian's actually he's spot on with that because – I mean, there's a Second Amendment. You have the right to bear arms. You can have a gun to protect yourself. We all know that. But there is a difference here. There is an infatuation with it. People love brandishing guns around. They love showing them off. They love using them. They love saying it's self-defense. Mm-hmm. It is like this obsession with guns, and I don't understand it. Guns should only be used to, abs- to either hunt or absolutely protect yourself in a dire situation. And what about the story of uh, this this family and I guess this six-year-old girl and they're shooting baskets and the basketball goes in this guy's yard and he takes out a gun and starts shooting the family. Yep. I was actually going to bring Shot that up in case you had some yeah. right-wingers it's saying crazy. that this story happened and it was a yeah. black male that yeah. shot uh, and You know, what? the difference between me and you and, and, and Jamie and probably a lot of other people is that I don't necessarily care what the color of your skin exactly is. Obviously, all. if it's a hate crime or there's something racist, then, then, then fine, prosecute them for that. But it's like gun violence is gun violence. And every single time I bring up all the gun violence in this country or I bring up a school mass shooting, a lot of Republicans, not all, but a lot of Republicans say, what about the black on black crime in Chicago? They always dude, say that. Dude, it doesn't matter it whether doesn't it's matter. white on white crime or black on black crime. Gun violence is gun violence. Yep. It doesn't matter whether it was a pistol being used in an AR-15. Gun violence if is you're a gun violence. Person, you're a crappy person. Are you, guys, you are you guys nervous like I am these days? Very. Like, I am scared you know, to get in a road rage incident. I'm scared to get in a little debate. You know, because the, the, I'm scared someone will actually pull out a gun on me and then shoot me and claim self-defense. You know, in Australia, right. I know that if we're going to get an argument, he has to beat me with his fists. Which I can deal right. with then, that, right? If he, <laughs> I'm going to fight you. <laughs> and then if he does, he will probably pick me up and take me for a beer. Right. That's yeah. how it will yeah. go. Right. And, and what's very frustrating, there's a lot of things in this country right now that frustrate me, is that when you talk to, you know, about Republicans like the Jim Jordans of the world, oh. you know, they're going to go to New York City and they want to try to get after D.A. Bragg for, for trying to prosecute Donald Trump. Uh, they want to talk about, again, transgenders. If you listen to right-wing radio, and that's really all talk radio is these days is right-wing radio, they'll make it seem like transgenders are the biggest threat to society. Mm-hmm. They'll make it seem like gay people are indoctrinating our kids, teachers, mm-hmm. and critical race theory. They talk about topics that are really not an issue. Yes, I do agree that if you're born a male transition to a woman yes you shouldn't compete with other women agreed okay fine but 98 percent of society agree with that that's not the issue here the issue is many of these republicans will make it out like drag queens reading books to kids is more harmful to our kids with than guns when guns are the leading cause of death in children it's they they always have something a new trending topic after a gun incident Firstly, it's mental health, then it's they need more Jesus in their life, then teachers should be armed. And this latest thing is the transgender theory, which has come out of nowhere. The bottom line, whatever it is, whatever it is, the person is mentally ill and he shouldn't be allowed to have an AR-15, whoever it is. That is the bottom line. That prevents massacres. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, the the bottom line is there are a lot of crazy people there in in, in society that there's easy access to guns, uh, particularly assault weapons. And, you know, people wa- always want to argue with me, well, you know, let's get into the weeds. You know, an assault weapon isn't an AR-15. I, I say to them, I say, okay, uh, let's just say you're 100% right, no problem. Then why is it that in so many of these mass shootings where more than, I don't know, 8, 9, 10 people are being killed, why is the gun of choice always an AR-15? 
you know, it can do the most damage exactly. in a very in a short very period of time. Time, right? Yeah. I'm not a gun expert. I don't know anything about guns, but I know that. Of yeah. course. And I, and what I've told people is exactly what you just said. These guns weren't designed to defend yourself. These guns were used for use at, in war mm. to kill as many people as possible in a short period of time. And you know what? Guns that are used to kill as many people as possible in a short period of time, those guns should not be sold to the public. I'm sorry, but they just shouldn't, man. That's just my personal opinion. Do you think these Republican congressmen, uh, Jim Jordans, Ted Cruz's, Ron Johnson's, all these people that NRA support, do you think they have any sort of remorse for what's going on? Or do you think they're just turning complete blind eye or they're just immune to it? Because they are actually just thinking about themselves. And when the next massacre happens, because it will, historically speaking, it will soon. Yeah. They have blood on their hands because they aren't getting this done. Now, Guy, I don't believe they care at all because it's not happening to them personally. I say this every time we talk about gun violence. Until it happens to them or to their family members, which I don't wish upon them at all, they're not going to do anything because they're not affected by it. But we don't care about other people? They don't. No. It's no. unbelievable. I, you Here's remember, why I we, think we they care about We live in America about. where people believe that you have to... It's a doggy dog, doggy dog world. You have to live for yourself. You have to protect yourself. It's about you and your family. And you're not supposed to appreciate or even care about those who are around you. Yeah, treat people how you want to be treated. But again, it's you versus me, which I think is the dumbest thing. I, I just see 20 children shot or five children shot or whatever it was in massacres. I look at the parents' mm-hmm. face and I'm a parent myself mm-hmm. and it, it's, awful it, yeah. I, I, well to them to them to them guy feeling to them guy you are somebody who is powerless and apparently doesn't have as, a, a, enough influence and money as them so they don't care about what you think which sucks because we're the common people that this sit these situations are affecting on a daily basis yeah. it doesn't matter how much money we have mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much influence we have it doesn't matter what we can and cannot do because if we put you all in place to protect us you should be protecting us mm-hmm. and i hate that we get looked down upon because we're they're better than now, and that sucks. The problem is there, like I said, there's a lot of uh, people that are mentally ill and, and people that should not have their hands on weapons at all. But, you know, I'm sure uh, you uh, all have been in an airplane before with people that are a little bit unruly or people that you wish you weren't <laughs> sitting next to. And we've all been in a situation, right, guy, where, you know, you have a crying baby in an airplane, right? That that, that That's always happened from time to time. It's, it's a little frustrating, but it, it is. is what it is, right? So I want to play you a story now. And speaking of people that are that shouldn't get their hands on guns and people that are mentally <laughs> ill in, in society, I want to play you some audio now. And this is a story that that they did on CNN, and it's a story of a man who lost his you know what, went crazy on an airplane, all God. because a baby was crying. I saw that. So, and then we'll talk about it. Here's the story. Have a listen to this. If we could keep that down a little bit. You can get the baby out of here. But up in the air. <laughs> It can turn a grown man into a crybaby. We are in a f***ing tin can with a baby in a f***ing echo chamber. It was a total meltdown when told to lower his voice. Lower that baby's voice. The passenger shooting the video, Mark Grabowski, couldn't stifle a smile. I paid for a ticket too. Have a f***ing comfortable flight. Southwest flight from Baltimore to Fort Lauderdale was circling due to bad weather. Mark says the baby had been crying for about half an hour when the unidentified passenger blew up. So were people on the plane with him or against him? Everyone was pretty much against him. Online commenters split. The only baby on that flight is the grown adult having a petulant meltdown versus bro said the quiet part out loud. 
very loud when a flight attendant said, Because you're, you're yelling. So That's is the baby. baby! The woman traveling with the ranting passenger put her head in her hand. The crying baby was distanced from the irate guy. They took him to the front and people gave up their seats. The plane was diverted to Orlando. They put cuffs on that kid. I'm good Orlando police told CNN he was not arrested. Southwest said, We appreciate the patience of our other customers on board who had to experience such unacceptable behavior. The rant felt familiar to one poster. I can see Samuel L. Jackson saying those lines. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes. But at least snakes are quiet. Though not the passengers. CNN. New York. Just absolutely outrageous. Here, here's, here's what's really interesting. How is that guy not arrested? They had to imagine if you're on that plane and you're trying to get to your destination. You're trying to what what get with family or a wedding, whatever the case may be. Go on break. And Spring your plane up. is diverted because some a hole who is clearly a complete idiot is screaming and having a temper tantrum of his own because a baby was crying. I would be I would want to punch that guy in the face. See, listen, I'll be pissed because my thing is, dude, you're adding to the noise. Shut up. <laughs> now, listen, I will say this and you all may disagree with me. I can see why he feels that way, but his response was so inappropriate. I have been on planes before where the baby has been loud the entire flight. And I'm like, oh, my God, please shut the beep up. I get it. I understand we're in a very small space, enclosed space, and things do echo. The babies really do get really annoying, but it's a baby. Of course, they're uncomfortable. They are dealing with the same turbulence and the same ear issues that we're dealing with. So I think his entire situation is in a, uh, response was inappropriate and ridiculous, but I'm not going to lie. I can't see why he felt the way he felt. <laughs> we, 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 we've, we've, all, we've all felt that, yeah. but we don't say it out loud. Yeah. We don't have a petulant, which is a great word to describe that, mm-hmm. tantrum. Mm-hmm. We're all frustrated in our heads, yep. but Again, I turn to what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. The mother of that child is even more frustrated and I think because she is the mother it, of that. the child yep. and she is going through hell knowing 200 people on board yes. are extremely frustrated yep. with her. I thought yeah. we've got to take that. And that's exactly why I wouldn't say anything because, again, like we talked about earlier, do we not care? As people, we need to show more empathy. You don't know what this mother is going through. Again, we don't know what this baby is going through. And you need to be able to show empathy. And at the end of the day, we have AirPods. Y'all better put on the, uh, what do you call it, the yeah. noise cancellation. Well, and I heard a rumor. Sleep. You can't shut a, a baby we up. Have a, right. We have a a little information about why the baby was crying and i i, I can't uh i don't I, allegedly apparently there were a lot of MAGA supporters on that plane. The baby just couldn't handle it, so she. Uh, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's what I heard. I don't allegedly. I don't know if that's true. Uh, th- those red caps must yeah, have driven. Yeah, the, I think. I think, the- I think the baby saw a few red caps and just like, oh no, and then just started. <laughs> that, I think that's possible. So, so that, that it's a funny story, and it's. But I want to tell you. uh since we live in a town where we have an NFL team, which I still have to pinch myself, I can't believe it, with, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, as you know, the NFL has been very anti-gambling, and now they, you know, they seem to, I don't know, have a love affair with it, and you know, DraftKings and all these other <laughs> ads and everything. But you still can't gamble if you're an NFL player, at least on NFL games and that sort of thing. This is a really crazy story that's come out. I mean, maybe it's not so crazy. Maybe there are NFL players that are betting on NFL games that we don't know about. But four Detroit Lions players, including last year's first-round pick, Jamison Williams, were among five players 
that were suspended by the NFL re- uh, yesterday for violating the league's gambling policy. Apparently, Williams and Berryhill received six-game suspensions for their actions. Uh, here's what we know happened. We know that some of these players were actually betting on other NFL games, which is a big no-no if you're an NFL player, considering the fact that you're going to have inside information. The NFL does not want this. The other players were in NFL facilities. This is a weird rule. That is, I, I didn't know this one, yeah. Yeah, this is a weird rule that I don't really uh, agree with, but apparently if you're an NFL player, you can make wagers on college football games, which, mm-hmm. by the way, I have no problem with, mm-hmm. but you can't do it when you're in an NFL facility, whether it be a practice facility or a game facility. You can't do it. That's a really weird rule, and I feel bad for those players, but how stupid of a person are you, number one? You're an NFL football player betting on NFL games. You know that that's not allowed. And number two, how do you get caught? If you really had inside information and you really wanted to bet on another NFL game, which you, you shouldn't, and, you, and and the rules that you can wouldn't you use somebody else's account or wouldn't you have somebody else make right. the bet for be, you? Not be stupid about how you bet. Apparently, what we've heard is some of these players had their own online accounts in their name. How stupid can you be? It's completely idiotic. <laughs> if I was their agent, their manager, I would be absolutely livid right now because those players that were betting on the NFL games are indefinitely suspended for a season and then have to appeal after the season. But what you said, I actually didn't know this. This is a tweet from Adam Schefter. Yep. He wrote, NFL players are allowed to place bets on non-NFL games, mm. NBA, UFC, college, etc. Right. They are prohibited to do it while at an NFL facility, including the locker room, a team flight, and a hotel. And that's where Williams is doing it. And that's why he got the six games, but the others got the indefinite one year. How do you get caught? I mean, how stupid can you possibly be? Is it really hard? How do you get caught? I mean, how, though? How Being dumb so can money you... hungry. You don't care about yeah, getting caught. Yeah, but you can be money hungry, but it's like you have friends and people that are allowed to bet on NFL games. Just have them bet for you. Like, I don't understand. How dumb could you possibly be? The only thing I can think of is they were absolutely stupid and they were betting on their phone. Someone actually tipped them off, tipped authorities off, the NFL off, and they actually went to Fangio, went to DraftKings, whatever it was, and went through their phone and did an investigation. I don't know that. I'm not saying I would ever do this, but I am giving you a scenario where let's just say I'm at a UNLV basketball practice. They're playing tonight, and I'm watching the practice, and their best player – suffers a terrible injury, right? I wouldn't go on my William Hill sportsbook account and, oh, I better bet 10 grand against UNLV because, number one, that would be very suspicious. Number two, that's just not something that a member of the media should do. But if I didn't want to get caught, for example, I would tell a friend of mine, hey, this is what I just saw. Now, some people would say, well, well, that's really unprofessional. And that'd be right, you know. But there are ways of not getting caught and giving information to people. Do you think they can trace that? The friend um, of an NFL player just puts a hundred grand randomly on a game where the guy out. was yes. They should figure it out. The answer yeah. to your question is yes. Uh, so uh, the great thing about gambling in Las Vegas is that it also protects the players and it's regulated, right? Right. It does protect the books, but it also protects the players. And if they see really irregular activity, or if a sports book has some really irregular activity on an on an obscure game then they're going to report that to the appropriate people, and then they're going to investigate that. So the answer is yes. Uh, if you see some really weird action and a lot of action on one side, and I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm not talking about a big NBA playoff game. I'm talking about just an obscure basketball game or, I don't know, say a UNLV game versus, I don't know, Southern Utah, something like that. And there's like 
six figures going on one side within red an hour, flags. then that's a red flag. And, and, you know, online they do that stuff too, uh, you know, where if there's a, a large amount of money on a tennis player and then the tennis player somehow retires after the first set. Um, there's investigations into that. That actually happened with Russian mafia paying off fellow tennis players back in the day. I was just disappointed with all the players. They shouldn't be gambling, period. Why would you risk that, the amount of money you're making? And like Jamison Williams, injured his first year, stud for Alabama, was really coming into his own the end of last year. And I was really excited for him to have a big year. And then he just does something stupid like this. Yeah. Uh, wh- why would you do it? Just, just not smart. They don't care. They don't um, care at all. Well, I, I don't even know if it's that they don't care as much as they are ignorant to uh, what's going on. Uh, they're ignorant to, you know, uh, they're, they're just not smart. I think that's they, a better way to put it. Hearing. They don't care. No, they don't. And, that, and I think that's what is uh, unfortunate. Uh, and I think they're just unaware uh, and complicit. Uh, I don't think it's that they don't care. I think clearly they care about their... Uh, football careers, but the Lions have now released Quintez, Cephas, and and uh, C.J. Moore. They've re- just released them. Now, listen, if these were guys that were contributing in a big way, then I guarantee you they wouldn't have let them go. Do, let me ask you this question, and I, d- I don't know the answer to this. I'm just throwing it out there. Yep. I just want your opinion on it. Sure. Do we need to be better transitioning college players into the NFL? Because a lot of these come... A lot of these players come from poor families. They've never experienced money, and they don't make money in college, or now they do a little bit, but they didn't previously. And then all of a sudden, they go into these huge contracts that they've never seen before. And they get a team around them and stuff, but do we have to do better? Is there programs we can put them through, or is that just ridiculous? I think a lot of it – no, I don't think that's ridiculous at all. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, family members uh, and friends around them, agents – uh, sometimes there are, there are just bad people around them. Yeah. Uh, I think the NFL professionals, uh, franchises, uh, and, uh, professional organizations do a pretty good job in saying, here's what you can do. Mm-hmm. Here's what you can't do. And then it comes down to personal responsibility. Uh, but yeah, I think the more people, the merrier in telling people, listen, you can't do this sort of thing. Like John Morant is a perfect example. Exactly. That's, for that's sure. what comes um, to mind. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you need to have better resources for these, these people. I mean, a lot of these pe- people are still kind of, like young, <laughs> young adults. I don't want to call them kids because some yeah. people get mad that I call them kids. John Morant is yeah. a perfect example. Right? Like, why are you going to bring a gun? Why are you going to bring a gun into a strip club? Like, like I said before, he's 22. He didn't know better. He's dumb. He doesn't have the resources. His support group is probably not even helping him out. A lot of times, these kids who are coming from the hood or from urban areas are getting put on, and they're being milked for their money. They're not being shown empathy, and they're also being put to believe. They're being made to believe that okay, because they have this money and their power now they're just this huge person and they're not being held accountable for their actions a lot of people don't realize that a money makes people act very immature so this is this is interesting though because this is a um, i want to read this statement uh alliance sports uh their client is jameson williams and he's certainly the biggest name in this scandal right former number one pick yeah um so they said that yes he has been suspended by the nfl for six games says he takes full responsibility for his actions and is apologetic to the NFL teammates in Detroit. But then they go on to say, however, it's important to note that Jamison's violation was not for betting on football, but rather due to a technical rule regarding the actual location in which the online bet was placed. All right. I can sympathize there. I can a little bit. So give me a break. Why does the NFL have this rule? If you're an NFL player, and even if you're on your own time, you could be in an NFL facility, but be on your own time. It's not during practice or whatever, or during a game or whatever. You know, if you're on a betting website and 
he bets on a college football game. It could be after a practice. It could be for a practice. Who cares? What's the problem with that? We're talking about not betting on your own team or betting on other NFL teams where you might have some inside information. I agree with that. Who cares if he's betting on a college football game? Why is it legal the second he walks out of the facility, but when he's in the facility, he gets suspended six games? I have a problem with this rule. No, it doesn't make sense at all. You're absolutely right. It's no different wherever he's betting if he's not betting on the NFL. But um, I, don't, I don't know. Do you think he knew that rule? Um, I mean, you, you're supposed to know every rule, but the NFL has all these obscure rules that yeah. sometimes no one has any idea about. It. I no. guess I guess the quick answer for me is is he probably didn't. Um, this is, uh, I, I think what the NFL should do in these types of situations, if they want to have this stupid rule, give a player a warning. Don't suspend them six games. Say, hey, here's the rule. You've made a boo-boo. You made a mistake. You got a boo-boo. Don't do it again. <laughs> can, can he appeal this? Can he go and well, say, look, I was doing every, I'm allowed to bet. The problem, I didn't know this. the problem with the appeal is that he's not going to win. They've already admitted guilt. Mm. It's in the bylaws. It's in the rules. And, you know, you can't really appeal something like that. He's this. admitting, that's, can you appeal on the basis of ignorance, naivety? Cause he, I mean, he, yeah. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think it's a hard lesson learned, but I yeah. think it's a very stupid rule put forth by the NFL as well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times too. These issues that come up, come in hand is that come up is that they want to make examples out of people, and unfortunately, you're just the person they're going to have to make an example out of, which sucks. Just when we think Detroit's actually getting it together, right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it, it is. Here's what I want to do. I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, I want to talk to you guys about a uh, big game last night. Vegas Golden Knights getting it done, uh, tying it up against the Winnipeg Jets 1-1, and I also want to get guys' take on, uh, it appears as though the Oakland A's are coming to Las Vegas. We are going to have Major League Baseball in Las Vegas. This is also a big story, so I want to get your takes on that as well. Uh, two big sports stories. Big win for the Vegas Golden Knights last night. We'll talk about that. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Oh, yeah. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub? And you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. 
They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. Welcome to Hash House A-Go-Go, where we've been serving farm food and crafted cocktails for over two decades. Visit us for the full Hash House experience at any of our five Las Vegas locations. Hash House A-Go-Go is where old school meets new and gets twisted. We bring people together over good food and fun. Come in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and come hungry because our portions are huge. Visit us online to see our entire menu at hashhouseagogo.com. Hash House A-Go-Go. It's a Midwest thing, and there's nothing else like it. on a Friday. Thank you so much for joining us. we got Guy David in studio as he joins us every Friday. Yeah. That's right. we got some uh, Aussie music playing in the background. Always, always good. Aussie. You're not an Aussie, though. I want to be. Can you take me? This song wasn't for you. You can come. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what song I would play to introduce Jamie. <laughs> Why like, you make that face, Brian? You like Barry Manilow? I, that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking you. Who is that? You don't know who Barry Manilow is? You millennials, man. Barry, who? I close name. You really don't? You've never heard of Barry Manilow? No, spell it. B A. All right, turn that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you wait, if you Jamie, Jamie, you've never heard of Barry Manilow. Why are you yelling at me? I'm not yelling. He's in the right now. He's at the Westgate. <laughs> I get it, like, if you're Barry not very Manilow. familiar with him if you're 28 years old, but you've never heard of Barry Oh, I've Manilow. seen him before. Yes, I know. I okay, know you're okay. scaring me. Yes. All right, you're scaring wait, me. Wait, play his music. Play his music. I want his, oh, oh, do we what's, really? What's, what's, uh, what's, what is this? Is this Copacabana? <laughs> okay, I know the song. If you smoke, it's a great concert to go to. All of a sudden, okay, so all of a sudden, all of a sudden Jamie's a fan. <laughs> Her name was Lola. She was a show. All right, turn Barry off. I can't handle it. I can't take it anymore. Take Barry off my show. Please. We got to at least hit the couple once. How 
long till we get to the chorus. This is torture. Who could ask What's wrong with me? Get it out of here. Wait, isn't the Coco Cabana at a hotel? Or I, like a, I, I'm not a Barry Manilow fan. I don't what's know. What's wrong with Barry? I don't know why. You're trying to make a joke, so explain the joke. What's wrong with him? I don't like Barry Manilow. Why not? What did he do to you? Because I don't. I think his music's annoying and it sucks. Hey, oh, so because hey, it sucks and it's annoying, I have to like it? Hold on, guys. Because it's annoying and it sucks, I have to like it? It was a joke. It'd be, like if, I said, it'd be like if I said I should play Justin Bieber to, to introduce you. I don't suck. like Justin oh. Bieber either. This right. is the biggest 180 I've ever heard. A second ago, I didn't even know who he was, and now he's defending him like his life. Because. I know, it's really bizarre. What's wrong with the man it was a cool song aren't you guys the same age <laughs> no we're not no, I, we're not but i deserve that no i, I don't know barry's like barry's like 90 years old all right all right all right that's enough that's enough it's torture on a friday torture so speaking of uh torture that, a different type of torture game one in the vegas golden knights versus the jets series uh the knights were flat they uh they didn't get the job done obviously and uh, down 1-0 yesterday was a must win game for the Vegas Golden Knights Mark Stone was fantastic Rizbaugh was fantastic uh the team at least in the second and third period played their game they were very very good and they were able to uh get the W and now the series is tied at 1-1 as it heads to Winnipeg yes Winnipeg nice. uh but it was nice to see the Vegas Golden Knights playing to their level of capability. I mean, it was, I was really shocked in game one what happened there, but uh, pretty loud crowd. Um, it got loud in the second period. I think a lot of people were very nervous when they were down 1-0, uh, not just in the series, but down one. they were down 1-0 one, one to zero yesterday in the first. Uh, but nice job by the Vegas Golden Knights in uh, tying up the series. And now, uh, you know, basically we have a five-game series now. That's basically what it is it, uh, with the Knights with home ice advantage. It feels like that game was massive. Like, if they lost that game, you're the first seed in the West, you lose the worst team in the West. I'll defer to you on hockey because I don't know too much about it, but it looks like historically you're not going to win the series and it could, oh, no. and the team would probably... It's one of those losses, if that happened, that it takes a franchise years to recover from. Sure. And that's what I felt. So when they came back and won that game, yeah. and they didn't really get it together to the second period, Correct. it was almost a big sigh of relief. Okay, let's get game one out of the way. Mark Stone looks healthy. There was yep. questions about his health. Yeah, he looks good. Let, let's move on and let's just get this done. You know, and there's Stone always one a, series. Stone scored a huge goal yesterday, too. He had a couple, actually, and then, but the first goal he scored was enormous, you know, because they're up one goal. And the difference right. between one goal and two goals in an NHL hockey game is astronomical. To give you a, a little bit of uh, clarity with what you were just saying, and I agree, uh, if a team goes down 2-0 in a series, historically in the NHL, they have about a 16% chance in winning the series. In general or just a losing first uh, to at home? Uh, no, uh, in general. So I'm not even talking it's about losing bit. two at home, which is probably even lower. It's probably yeah. 10%. Uh, so no, they were not going to win the series if they lost yesterday. And now again, they're the favorite. You know, uh, obviously Winnipeg, uh, you got one. So now if you're, if you're the Jets, you're saying to yourself, okay, well, let's just defend home ice and we're going to win this series. But, uh, we're okay now. It felt like more than that. That yeah. win felt like we, huge. we needed it and we will move forward from here. Yeah. Absolutely a huge win for them. And, uh, so congratulations to them in, in tying up the series. Obviously, the big sports story that broke yesterday was the Oakland A's story. Mm-hmm. In that wow. they, uh, That's they have all over the news, even in blogs. Mutually agreement, uh, a mutual agreement to buy land where the, uh, as I call it in that area, which is uh, known as Hookerville, uh, <laughs> Tropicana and Deep Martin, where you have a lot of hookers walking around that area. That and the Boulder Highway, they have a competition for who are the most hookers Wait, walking around tonight? at night. Uh, no, luckily I'm not a hooker. Not but, tonight? But, you know, if you give me a good price, I'll consider it. Ooh, but, how much uh, does it cost, Brian? Uh, well, uh, we can we can have that discussion off Everyone the air. has a price. 
Uh, <laughs> I can tell you it'd probably be seven figures. It'd have to be enough money for me to retire from radio. <laughs> but uh, no, but in all, not not the greatest area in the world. Mm. Uh, that's where the uh, wild, wild, not to mention, you know, Will Smith's Wild Wild West song. But mm-hmm. the Wild Wild West Casino, which was an absolute dump, is no longer. Uh, I think they, they tore that down about six months, a year ago. But um, that's where they're going to be building, uh, apparently. Now, they haven't, they haven't put together the cash money on how much it's going to be public funded or not. There's still a lot of things that need to be done. But it appears when the A's did this deal, they set, basically said to Oakland, that's it. The, We're the, out. This seems to me like Aaron Rodgers isn't a jet yet, but we all know he will be a jet right. eventually. Right. The exactly. A's are coming here. What does this mean for Vegas? You've lived here 20 sure. years. Sure. No, it's a good question. So I, I think um, the great thing about baseball, and I'm not a big baseball guy, mm. but there's so many games – and the great thing about, unlike the NHL, where, you know, if the Canadians come to town or the Kings come to town or whoever, it's one game, mm-hmm. right? The great thing about baseball is you have the Red Sox or Yankees come to town in a home game stand. They're going to be playing several games here. Mm-hmm. So it means the tourists are going to be staying longer. You're going to have, so for example, Boston Red Sox. I grew up a Boston Red Sox fan, right? Okay. I guarantee you, you're going to have a large contingent of Boston fans that are going to come to Vegas and stay for probably four or five days to watch the entire series. That's the unique thing about baseball right now. The A's are terrible. Okay. Right now the organization is terrible. They don't want to spend any money. Do they still have Billy Bean or whatever? They do. They don't want to spend any money on any players. Okay. And when a player develops, they sell that they, I shouldn't say sell. I'm going to say my gosh, I'm saying like that, Brian, they, they trade them or they get cash for them and the A's are, are what are they? They're like three and eighteen or something. The A's are terrible. So Billy Bean hasn't changed at all since that movie. No. He's doing the same thing. The organization hasn't changed at all, except they're losing a lot. So that's a big problem. And they're not the reason why they're not getting fans there is because they suck, right? That you already aren't getting a, a large contingent of fans to begin with, but they're they're not they're not a good team. I have a feeling when they come to Vegas, Vegas fans, assuming they will, it's not done deal yet. Right. Vegas fans are not going to put up with that. They're going to have to spend some money. The organization's going to make more money. They're going to have to spend some money and get some star players. Mm-hmm. But I think to start at least the first several years, whenever they do get here, it's going to be more about uh, let's let's try to watch you know uh, Aaron Judge. You know, let, 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 let Vegas fans are going to be like, okay, I can be on board with the Vegas you know A's, but I want to watch this guy play. I want to watch Mike Trout play. You know, mm-hmm. um, so the A's are three and sixteen. They're fifth in the AL cool. West right now. They're terrible. Uh, you got a bunch of, all due respect to the aviators, like half the roster, get a bunch of aviator players, uh, that are on this, uh, team. They're really, really not very good. Uh, the interesting thing about, you know, when the Raiders got here, they were a borderline playoff team. They weren't horrible. Uh, when the Knights got here, they were an expansion team, so there weren't a lot of expectations. And, and after what the Knights have been able to accomplish, which is unbelievable, uh, there was that excitement right there from, from, you know, midway through the season when they're like, wow, this is actually a really good team. And then they get to the Stanley Cup finals, which was, which was unbelievable. The Oakland, if Oakland comes here, this is going to be a unique thing because I think the fans will show up. There'll be a honeymoon stage, but. The team is just really, really bad. I couldn't stop smiling after this. I think this is absolutely fantastic for Vegas. And I, and I yeah, don't know. I, I, I want to applaud whoever's involved in this. I don't know the ins and outs of it all. But in a six-year period, we have the Golden Knights. We have the Raiders. We're going to have the A's. We have the WNBA champions. Right. This is, this is all happening. We have the Elite Eight here. We have the Final Four coming here. We have the Super Bowl here. Mm-hmm. Vegas is the sporting capital of America right now and the entertainment yep. capital of America. Yep. I'm extremely proud to live here. I'm loving every minute of this. It now, certainly has turned into that. People, yep. I was reading the comments yesterday on Instagram because uh, 
a, a blog posted about it, and a lot of people were complaining about the traffic, and they were saying they're going to put the stadium where the other stadiums are, and that this is not going to be good for the economy. Yeah, I have an opinion on that. that. First of all, complete buffoons and mm-hmm. idiots. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same morons that uh, were talking about T-Mobile Arena being built and how the traffic was going to be horrible. It's turned out just fine. Same thing with uh, Allegiant Stadium. Oh, my God, the traffic its going to be so horrible. No, it's not. You're just an idiot. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have millions and millions of people traveling in a very uh, – two-mile stretch of the Las Vegas Strip every day, especially on the weekends, and everything's fine. These are people that are just... They're just haters, man. They're Karens. Yeah. yeah, Not Karens. Kens and Karens. (laughs) Kens and Karens. They're Kens and Karens. Oh! Kens. Can't Karen be a male, too? (laughs) I've never met a Karen. Are there Kens and Karens in Australia? Do you have a name for somebody in Australia that's like a Ken or a Karen? I don't know. (laughs) Apparently, Australia is a place that doesn't deal with anything we deal with in America. (laughs) It's an oasis. I was saying this to someone the other day. When everyone speaks to me like, what's Australia like to America? What... I have never gone to college in Australia. I've never had a job in Australia. I'm moving mm. on something. I've never paid taxes in Australia. Well, so when I'm actually in Australia, I'm actually like, like a, a foreigner tourist. in my yeah. own country. I only yeah. know the answer to being in right. America. So th- to give you guys a little bit of perspective of what's going on here in the last decade in Las Vegas, we got the Aces, WNBA team. We got the Raiders. NFL team. We got the Desert Dogs. That's the team, uh, the Forget lacrosse team. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Gretzky, Dustin Johnson, Steve Nash, uh, Josiah Baba. Yeah. Josai. Uh, so that's pretty cool. We got, uh, of course, the Golden Knights, which is awesome. We got the Pro Bowl. We got the Super Bowl. We got the NFL draft. We got the Final Four that's going to be coming here. See if you missed Brian, the you are in yeah. a we got, fantasy world because you love all of this. Oh, I do. This is, this is uh, not all of it. Hold on. I'll get to that. We got you the, don't? We got the Formula One Grand Prix. We got the CFP National Championship, which I could give two craps about. <laughs> I, I, I don't care about the Formula One Grand Prix. I think it's great for Vegas. I don't care about race cars and, and, and watching uh, cars. I, I just, it's not my thing. I don't either. But it's uh, great the Final Vegas. Four is I've great. I've never been. Can we go? I mean, I, you can, go can we go together? How much money do you have? Oh, you got to use him as a hookup. Yeah, can we go together? Uh, you can come go on, by yourself. My first experience. Come Not on, gonna, you can do it with I me. Can, I can care less about the Grand Prix. Say right. hello to all the magic You will supporters. see two seconds of a car. That's it. Oh, what's you'll bad? just be zoom, 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 yeah. wherever you sit. That's all you'll get the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Well, that sounds so, sorry. Is NBA like on the horizon? I hope so. You know, it's interesting, guy, because you know when I was doing radio ten years ago, before we had the Knights and and the Raiders and all these teams. The first thing that I said was I thought that we were going to get an NBA team first. Me too. We had the NBA All-Star Weekend here, and there were positives and negatives to that weekend for sure. But I thought, you know, this is a basketball town, which I still believe it is, and I thought we'd get an NBA team first. And then when the NHL came, I said, all right, that makes sense. I thought an NBA would come right after. I couldn't believe it when we got the Raiders. I could not believe it. Uh, and I thought Major League Baseball or the NFL would be last. Um, but – it's really incredible. I don't really care much about the NFL draft. I don't really care about draft stuff, but uh, having an NFL team here is just, it, I still can't believe we have an NFL team. Having um, a successful NHL franchise has been great. Um, the NBA is just a matter of time. I know they're building that arena off the 15 uh, towards the M, uh, and, and that's probably going to be where we're going to have the NBA and franchise. I, I believe the NBA came out and said they will not consider an expansion franchise till 2025 at least, mm. yeah. right? Yeah. So it might be yeah. a few years. Correct. So I think um, it's incredible we're going to have all four major sports franchises it's here. It's unbelievable. Awesome. It's in such a short period yeah. of time. It really is. Un- it's unbelievable. And uh, it's exciting. You you smiling. It, it's just, well, it's, <laughs> I'm it, telling it, you, this is like giving kids to a candy. He's so happy. Well, it's exciting because Vegas has turned into a, an incredible a sports town. It's candy something to be candy. very proud of. <laughs> yeah. 
This has turned into an incredible sports town. I wish we had an, my favorite of all the four is the NBA. Uh, I love the NFL. I love the NHL. I love live hockey. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the N- I'm not a baseball guy. I am absolutely excited that we are going to get in a Major League Baseball team here. It's exciting because it's Major League Baseball. I, I Even though I didn't necessarily grow up a huge baseball fan, I used to go to Fenway Park in Boston with family and friends all the time. Uh, I grew up with guys like Mo Vaughn and Nomar Garcia Para. Wow. I grew up uh, watching uh, Hideki. Uh, I almost said Hideki Matsuyama. I thought you were going to him. Like, who, who, is, <laughs> who is a uh, professional golfer. Uh, but uh, Yankees players, obviously Derek Jeter, A-Rod. You know, these are guys, uh, you know, Jason Veritek, Red Sox. You know, these are guys that I grew up with. Um, and I used to love going out to Fenway Park. Best hot dogs ever, by the way. You know, I look Ooh, I'm at hungry. I look at Major League Baseball. And until the playoffs come around, you know, it's a little slow. I don't care um, until then. But I will say this. It's a relaxing atmosphere mm-hmm. to bring your family. It's a fun atmosphere. It's relaxing. And there's something about going to the ballpark that's very special. Yeah, I don't necessarily think all people go to watch the game. Yeah. Not people many go, people, people go for the experience, the <laughs> yeah. peanuts, the hot dogs, and the time. endless beer. I mean, right? baseball I just, takes forever to even watch. And <laughs> I just, go on for long. I picture people Too leaving long. the game and then going to the casinos, and Vegas will really be buzzing. I will say this, though. Um, I do – appreciate the fact that major league baseball has changed some rules to kind of get games going a little that's faster. Trying. That's right. The, the pitch clock and that the, they're doing some things that I think are that they should have done a long time ago, but I'm glad that they're doing it because it's, it's speeding up games. Having a four, four and a half hour ma- uh, regular season, major league baseball game is torture. It, uh, it's you know, making it's it better for people like me who aren't huge baseball enthusiasts yeah. and they will hit and they'll miss, yeah. but at least they're trying. And I know the historical baseball people will say it's ruining the game, but they need this to move forward with baseball. I agree. And uh, so this is, to answer your question, yeah, I mean, this is obviously great for Vegas. And uh, get, get, now it's not done yet. Again, we're going to have to take a look at... It feels uh, done. We're gonna, yeah, yeah it, it does. I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Go ahead. It does. I agree with you. I think it's 95%. The only thing that can be an issue is public funding and uh, getting into that sort of discussion with tax dollars when it comes to this new ballpark that eventually will be built. I thought they were going to tear down the Rio. By the way, I don't think anybody in this town would miss the Rio if they tore it down. I thought Excalibur uh, was going, Rio was going. You I like the Rio? No, it's a dump. It's oh. a dump. It's old. Yeah. Uh, and I think people have had it, although I did go there the other day. So, but, so okay. What? What kind of contradiction is that? Why were you there? <laughs> because I went to see a show. That what was kind there. of show? Uh, it was a show called Wow the Spectacular. It's kind of a Cirque type show. Oh. Um, on, yeah. Okay. Only I, if you I, have I, less money re- and you can't afford a re- real Remember, I'm new here, so you're probably going to be like, oh my God, you know what that is either. What is a Cirque show? <laughs> well, you didn't know who Bert, Barry Manilow was. I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm young, Brian. But what what is a Cirque show? <laughs> Guy, Cirque explain it. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil. Okay, so it's like it's okay. It's like circus though. Act a lot of acrobatics. A Canadian billionaire created Cirque du Soleil, which uh, is Guy La Liberté, right? There we go. Yeah, yeah oh. which is which is an acrobatic circus. Okay, because I, I and there's different pe- themes. So I, I knew that, but we're in Vegas, and I heard there's it's a- very similar to Chippendales. So pause, <laughs> pause, because I, I was told to not get confused with there's like other shows that are Cirque shows, but those are like sexual shows. No, a Cirque show is not a sexual show. I haven't heard that either. Uh, I've never heard that before. I have. The only sexual shows uh, that I, you know, a topless show, fantasy, for example. I know some of the, I know some of the talented dancers in that show. Jennifer Romas has been on my show before. Um, and then you have the Chippendale shows and there's a couple other shows like fantasy. They're like 
topless shows and i heard that uh chris Wynn was applying i don't know if that's true or not <laughs> um, dear god no I, no i heard that no. so, i don't know that's just a rumor i don't know so you've got mandalay bay you've got the beetle cirque and right bellagio you've got the o which is the water correct it, there's a bunch of them it's very expensive and i'm going to be honest with you i'm not a big fan of cirque shows because i feel like after the first five minutes everything is the same the michael jackson show is very very good i've always enjoyed that show uh but i've seen every cirque show over 20 years i've been here they make a lot of money in fact a friend of mine used to be a singer in the michael jackson show and now she moved back to canada but Mm -hmm. um not really i'd rather see a sporting event okay give me the final four okay you you have options being in vegas right now yeah no question Give me the Final Four. Give me the Super Bowl. Give me a Raiders game. Give me a Knights game. Give me a. I've got a big boxing fight this weekend. Javante uh, Davis. I think he's going to take it. We didn't even really get into that. I do too. But uh, yeah. Uh, so I think uh, you know everything is happening in this town. Literally everything. I'm actually going to have a peaceful. I'm going to try to anyway have a peaceful weekend. Going to dinner with friends tonight. Gonna have a little picnic tomorrow. That'd be nice. I don't know what I'm going to do, y'all? Because I need to find a place to live. I still have nowhere to go. Well, I mean, Chris Wynn might have an extra room available, so maybe you could live with him. Maybe you could bunk bed with Chris Wynn. I don't know. He'd probably give you a deal. Uh, I'm going to see Penn and Teller Sunday. That's I've ne- the Rio. I've never seen that show before. What's I'm excited. Uh, Penn and Teller. You don't know. You've never heard of Penn and Teller. No, okay, we don't have time now. <laughs> we really don't have time for yeah, that. Who no. is that? Look him up. Can we talk about people I know on the show for once? Dude, you're in the entertainment industry. How do you not know and who Penn and Teller is? They've been there for 30 years. I, I'm not even that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, anyway, look up Penn and Teller. They're very famous magicians. I'm going right now. Yes. See. Uh, I'm, I'm going to the vintage Binions. Can I? Can I? Can I? I'm going to the vintage Binion Steakhouse. Can I say this really quick? You're probably going to hate this comment. Awesome. You're probably going to hate this we comment. We got 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Can you talk about some African-American celebrities once? Because I need to know what you're talking about. Some African-American you're celebrities. You're talking about a bunch of Caucasian people that I've never heard of. Well, Penn and Teller are black. Where? <laughs> you didn't know that? They don't look black. <laughs> I'm looking at them. They do not look black at all. <laughs> oh, they're not? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> but you're trying to yell at me. I thought Barry Manilow was black. I, do, I know a lot of Caucasian people for sure. <laughs> oh, obviously, actors and entertainers. You're getting messed but with. But I'm saying, talk about some hip people I would know. All right. I mean, I, any I, rap shows, I, I, any pop I, I, shows, I, I, anybody? I knew who Justin Bieber was. Oh, the congratulations. Congratulations. I'm glad. I know. I'm glad you know who the Biebs are. All right. We will, we will continue this conversation on Monday. Uh, we will. Uh, but anyway, Guy, thank you so much. Guy David, thank you so much for being here. Take care, As man. always. Sorry about everything. I appreciate that, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming to my party and meeting your uh, lovely girlfriend. That's that amazing. was awesome. Yo, he gave me a hug off of air, which is awesome, because Brian is let me touch him. <laughs> no, I'm not a, I'm not a touchy-feely person. Particularly. I try to high-five Brian. He denies not, me every time. Unless, unless you're Justin Bieber, I'm not a very touchy-feely person. All right. Or Barry Manilow. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Have Bye, a great guys. weekend.